Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. to the wise men's here podcast we are back with the first monday show in a while hope everybody had a great christmas and new year and uh wasn't bedridden like i was uh and we're going to talk about sunderland's dramatic win at shrewsbury in the fa cup at the weekend um and then just have a little bit of a chat a little bit of an updated chat about where we think sunderland are now we've had a few games to reflect on since we've since we've recorded anyway last um and then maybe talk about uh a child who played for Sunderland at the weekend, because that's quite that's quite interesting, isn't it? Uh, right, joining myself, Stephen Gosef, to do that is Gareth Barker. Good evening. Evening. Look, very cosy there. Just discussing your it dressing is, gown yeah, before we started. It's it is beautiful. It's a Christmas, a, a lovely Christmas edition. Um, and it's I'm Christmas, it, it's Christmas. It's not Christmas themed, though. No. No, no. It's just um, black and grey. That's it. Okay. No, well, no spank- very... You know, you know me, Stephen. I'm no, no frilly bits generally. Just pretty yeah, much. I do. Straight yeah. down the line. I was trying to talk you into buying some designer gear the other day, and I didn't. Well, not, didn't, it's not, it didn't I'm not land against, at all. Didn't land at all. Did it? I'm not against buying designer gear. I just, <laughs> I need, I need to buy. To be, I, mean, I buy lots of stuff from Gap. Some people would regard that as like sort of high end. That's only because it's only like the only jeans that like fit, and now the outlet's gone. That's it now. I was going to say, have Gap gone out of business now? No. Do they, the, do they still sell it all? Yeah, the um, the actual Gap is still open, but you the outlet closed, which is like Dalton Park, uh, Dalton P gone, yeah. Team Valley gone. Just a uh, you know, bad for somebody who's like tall. Buying jeans is a nightmare. So, but I found some in Marks and Spencer's thanks to tips from uh, Frankie Francis and Danny Collins. So, not only are they good at commentating, um, but they are good at um, <laughs> recommendations for um, fashionable and reasonably priced fashion. Well, hope hope some people are taking notes at this. Um, hmm. Who else have we got? We've got uh, yeah. Eleanor McCabe as well as joining us. Good evening. Hi Stephen, you're right. Yes, and you were at the match, so we can get a um, we can get a more accurate yeah. point of view, perhaps <laughs> than what maybe. I don't know how accurate, but well, yes, know, you, <laughs> my uh, view how, from the back row of the stand. How drunk were you on a scale of one to ten? I I drove down. Um, oh, there so you go I was, then. I was so crystal sober. clear, crystal clear. <laughs> I should have said how drunk were you on a scale of one to Jimmy. Um, <laughs> who, who I've, I've never, and don't think I will ever be able to get to. 
Jimmy's levels, but <laughs> we, we can but try. Yeah, well, he's with us tonight. You okay, Jimmy? I'm, I'm good, thanks, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it on the music, to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't blame you for that at all. I remember right. last time I saw you really drunk, you tried to convince us all that Ed Sheeran was the sole owner of Ipswich Town and then thought we were in a conspiracy when we all told you that he, he wasn't the owner of Ipswich Town because I have never yeah, been that. Was it? Drunk, but... <laughs> no, no, yeah, I don't really remember that, but uh, yeah, I was, I was, it was nice to be reminded of it the next day. It made me feel really good to know that. And then I was reminded all these to... months later as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, just it, great. It's great the night. worst. Being reminded of things. You've said when you're drunk is just the worst. The be a fear, like I can't cope with it. Uh, I always remember what work like Christmas. We had one Christmas work night out, and I was absolutely smashing it on the Monday. Like somebody who I barely spoke to in the office as well, which made it worse. And she was like, a, huh, huh, "But you had a bad head on Saturday morning, did you?" And I just absolutely <laughs> hate that crack. It's terrible. Anyway, right, <laughs> just makes you paranoid. Did she say anyway. bad head? Or was it bad head? Bald, yeah. Not bald head. Well, I, I, that was already there, Gareth, wasn't it? So, <laughs> well, exactly. Sure. Well, you should be stupid if she said it. Otherwise, <laughs> mm, joking there somewhere. I'm not sure. Not sure it landed. I just wanted to mention it. Sorry. <laughs> um, right. So, uh, Eleanor, you were at uh, Shrewsbury. We didn't have to wait long. I'm guessing you didn't have to wait long to experience or be reminded um, of what our recent League One adventure was like. How very how League One was it in terms of the opposition fans and the like. There was some Newcastle tops in the crowd, weren't there? Oh yes, there certainly were. No, it was it was one of the most painfully shocking but also slightly euphoric moment of oh we don't have to do this week in week out like that there were moments of this was what league one was especially that referee I mean I'm sure we'll get on to the penalty debacle debacles or debacle but um that that referee was just such a league one ref the the ground was one of those really kind of weird I think it's like I think it was built like 90s like modern grounds but that don't have corners so like you could see out of all the which I, it's personal preference but I'm no, not a wrong. fan of no, don't wrong. like it yeah. looks weird um and everywhere you look there were just hills as well and not like scenic hills just like gray hills maybe a building yard it was very depressing to be back um there was there was a moment of almost League One joy when we thought the ball was going to go out the ground, which is something that like I haven't experienced for a while. But we didn't even get that. Um, we just got the the boring mag tops and mag scarves. Which if I was one of their fans, like if if one of our fans did that, I would just be embarrassed. Like if I was a Shrewsbury fan, it was in there week in week out. I think I would just be fuming at them for doing that because you're taking any sort of like enjoyment of the game for them away. It just becomes all about that incident. And it's like, what's what's the point? It's like, losing credibility as, as, as a club or exactly. as, a, as a fan base if you allow people to do that because it's just small time behaviour. I wouldn't Don't, be um... happy with any any uh, you know rival tops in the Sunderland end at all. I don't, don't care if it's just a wine the opposition, but it's, it's ridiculous. Don't Shrewsbury have or Shrewsbury, depending on how you want to pronounce it, have a bit of a rela- like yeah, relationship. Yeah. Don't know if it's still going, but they did in the nineties. Like so, you would always have these clicks going to watch England and stuff, where they, certain clubs would 
get together and Shrewsbury and Newcastle was one. I think, I think Forest and Newcastle might have been one. So, yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but even, even regardless of that, what are you doing singing the Blade and Races when you score? A, I, I always have a problem with the mag singing the Blade and Races because not even technically Newcastle. But B, why why are you singing that when you score? Like, what 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 are you doing? Surely you have some sort of original or your own chant that you could be singing instead of copying off a club who, I mean, political like allegiances aside and, and all that, just who realistically you don't have a connection with anymore. And we would we were discussing this on the day. We were saying, is it Newcastle fans who have travelled over or is it Shrewsbury fans who wants to goad us and I just think regardless of which one it was it's just pathetic and it's a reminder of the small time energy and the small time kind of vibe that there was in League One and why I am infinitely and wholeheartedly glad that we are not there anymore because yeah I, I couldn't I couldn't do another season of that well Best way to stick it up with is to score two goals in injury time to win the game, which um, must have been very satisfying uh, in 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 that away end. So uh, you mentioned the, the the referee and the penalty um, situation there. I mean, there's not, there's not a lot that could be said about it really. Roberts has been he's been wiped out. It's a penalty. Do you, and do you, you think know, referees? More brain, right? very happy saying he thinks it's a stain on his character, more or less. Do, well, I've got a couple of opinions on that. I was, you know, so. Players are retrospectively um, given three match bans for diving now, aren't they? If if the if they dive to gain an advantage in a game, and it's proven to be a dive, I, I don't know if that was pre VAR because obviously you can check it now. But the, I'm sure they brought it in where it was like you get a retrospective ban. Um, retrospectively, if you get booked for a yellow card and you are tripped. Um, then you should have your yellow card rescinded because it is it like you said is it like a black mark on someone's character you saying they cheated and secondly I, I I honestly think that players like Roberts are discriminated against by referees like tricky wingers the look at the looking for the dive before the foul I think referees like the, the, the it's it's like like Zaha had it had it, had it for yeah a if that was if that was like um you know, Dan Neal or something like that, he'd, it'd be, he'd give a penalty. But because it's Roberts, he's 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 thinking, oh, he's trying to he's trying to win a penalty, so I'm gonna I'm gonna book him and, and we, give it the other way. We said this at the time we were talking about because of oh, and one hundred percent a penalty immediately when we saw it. Whenever we watched it back, I don't think there's any kind of question whether it is. But because of the way he almost like arches his back and like flies through the air, we were saying like that's why this referee hasn't given it because he's scared of giving in to whatever kind of big club tactics he thinks we've got. He doesn't want to be pressured. He doesn't want to be pushed around. And he hasn't given it because he thinks he's done some sort of fancy dive. But like, it just blatantly wasn't. Oh, it was. Penalty. Like it, it, it wasn't a fancy dive. It was, it, it was a foot in mm-hmm. that Roberts then tripped over when he was through on. Like there was, there was no question. It was unbelievable. Roberts's reaction as well, just the absolute incredulity and hands in the air for, for while the game continued. Roberts turning and still talking to the linesman, like, "How have you not stepped in here?" Because it was, it, yeah. 
Linesman's always bottler as well. They never help. Mm. They never help the ref out like they should do, should they? They never do. They never. They never have done. It's pathetic, really. It's almost like you feel like, like they're going to become irrelevant assistant referees because if technology continues to mm-hmm. advance and then you get some sort of Hawkeye technology on the touchlines, for example, and then um, and then every VAR is just either called by the ref or looked at, every offside, sorry, is, is called by the ref and then looked at by VAR, you just think, you know, that could be... You know, they, they want to start um, make themselves more useful, perhaps. Well, you have it in you have it in cricket now, where they've now with the no balls, the um, the umpires don't call no balls anymore. So where they used to, even with the technology, they used to, but in the last couple of years, they don't they don't do it anymore. It's called by the third umpire, they check every ball. Mm. So, it, it, I think the thing is with football because it's such a fluid game. I don't think you, you need somebody to make an immediate call on whether the ball's out of play or not. Um, so I don't well, think it'll ever happen in that respect. No, but I do, no. I do think there might be certain certain things will will happen and will change. I know people. There's a line, isn't there, with refereeing between like making it like sterile to the, you know, to um, you know, to to getting everything absolutely right by using technology and it's getting that balance right because we've spent sort of four or five minutes talking about an incident haven't we and that's what that's kind of part of football isn't it really um if everything was correct then it would probably be a little bit duller but so you're saying know. that when when var becomes just the the be all and end all this podcast will no longer be able to go ahead because we will have nothing left nothing to, talk to talk about, about. yeah yeah probably yeah so that, that's a reason either something. for or against yeah, yeah. VAR, I guess, yeah, depending yeah. what you think yeah, of the podcast. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe we should send the podcast to VAR and they can decide <laughs> whether or not it should continue. Yeah. Well, we'll not we'll not we'll not spend any more time talking about them. Um and we'll get back to the to the to the to the um to the football matters. Um important run out, Jimmy, for 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 Barr and for Mit and for uh, Mitchell, wasn't it, I think. Good game, yeah. Good sort of, yeah, was. level of opposition and the way they play as well. Just yeah, like kind of easing them in because they've, they've obviously played a bit more against Blackpool and Wigan previously as well. And I think it's good for them to get a bit of consistency. Misha, especially, obviously, bars featured sporadically throughout the season. Misha hadn't really at all till recently. I think, um, they're going to need obviously game time. Bars a bit ahead of Misha, I think, in terms of how well he's doing, probably because he has had that bit more of game time. But I think with Misha as well. There are definitely flashes of, of we're seeing more and more with his consistency that he is capable of playing the role that we need him to play. Um, and yeah, great sort of no pressure scenario for them. I wouldn't necessarily suggest he had an amazing game against Shrewsbury, but at the same time, they did well enough. Um, and it's good for their development, obviously, experience of limited opposition they were playing against. So I think it's probably something a bit different for them compared to what they've probably played against in, in this, a lot of the championship games this season. So it's all kind of in the locker for them moving forwards. Um, I think in general, um, you know, although obviously Shrewsbury went ahead quite late on, I think it was um, a fairly, not exactly, I don't know, it was it was weird. I think we were kind of comfortably sort of a bet, the better side without really looking amazingly threatening. I think their goal kind of sparks in the life a bit, obviously, as you can tell by, by the way we came back. But um, yeah, quite happy for them um, to sort of get, and Bennett as well, obviously, started. I think he, 
again, has, he's not played at all since, since Costa Rica's last game in the World Cup, has he, to, to learn. I think we might have lost Jimmy. His no. uh, signal he's keeps going off. It was, a good, it was a good response, that wasn't it? Because it would have been very easy. And you see this, especially in the FA Cup, the, the bigger sides feeling sorry for themselves when something like this happens. Because we, 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 we were on top and it was like almost like, is this a case of just when Sunderland um, scored and Shrewsbury are hanging on, think, probably thinking our oh, replay looks looks good for us. And then and then score from a corner, which and you just think, oh, this is a very Sunderland-y thing. Um to happen and yeah it's a league one side but I, it's such a good response side, isn't it not only to go and get a leveler but to then say right we're going to go and we're going to go and win it now it shows that the players are in a good place doesn't it at the minute yeah and a couple of last minute winners across a number of games as well um, which it's something we hadn't read done a lot of um, until Alex Neal came in uh, last year and we scored like a hat full of them Um it's nice to see this year after we've conceded quite a few um, late goals, um, you know, getting a few ourselves. Um, and, you know, the, you can't question the players, like, general, generally the mentality, can you? I mean, they're always going to have off days, but you, the, the general sort of attitude and approach to the game, start to finish, we've said all season has been excellent. Um We've never sort of laid down in any game we've 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 been in, um, and it's it's a it's a real a real positive thing I think. Mm. No, it is. It's a really good trait to have because um, it's not always just about yeah. Because we we you know we we've thrown away we've thrown away leads. You know, two goal leads. Haven't you? Three times this season or something. You yeah, know, Burnley, QPR, time, yeah. West Brom. And 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 that's frustrating. So it, it is good to see that they've got a um, reaction um, in them. Um, Ross Stewart continues um, to score, um, which is good because we, we're back to having one striker now, um, and, a, and a great finish from from Luke Nine as well. And he's he's found himself in a really good position, now, hasn't he, for a, a left back to be. It was, like, it was like his goal. He scored for them. Sorry, there in his first season here, wasn't it? Yeah. In terms of like the finish. I think that was a better finish that one in the league. He did yeah. really well with that one, didn't he? He's just he's yeah. just caught he's just caught this has got the bottom cut. We've seen these from Luke Nine before more often than not they're gonna clear the bar or whatever, but and Mowbray even acknowledged didn't he? he just said it's just the way it's just why he found himself because of the way the game was going and the story of the game and again it's just out of determination and he's not gonna he's not going anywhere, is he? Luke, he continues to 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 put himself um, in the headlines, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's he, he he's he's when you say he's not going anywhere as well, he he physically probably isn't going anywhere either. He's 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 you can tell that he's really enjoying his time here. I mean, there's that video, isn't there, of like him with Chris Rigg at the end, and people have picked up. He's singing "I'm Sunland Till I Die," and I think that that is really part of the kind of mentality we are seeing from this group of lads at the moment they they do genuinely seem to care about and this might just be me being a romantic and wanting every player who plays for us to think we're the best club in the world and to love us endlessly but it it does feel like these lads do care it, it does feel like they are putting in professional performances but that they are also kind of really 
backing that up with wanting to do well for the fans, wanting to kind of get that response out of us. And I think that if they continue doing that, I mean, there's there's no need to kind of, there's there's nothing to say that maybe we won't still even on the last day of the season like if if even if it's like oh five goals and we get into sixth place but like even if we keep pushing like this there's nothing to say that potentially a playoff push couldn't be I'm not saying I necessarily want it or <laughs> I, I'm not saying I necessarily think it's definitely going to happen but Basically, I'm just still buzzing from um, celebrating the <laughs> well, winner yeah, on Saturday. So I think what, I think we're going to win the league personally. One of the guys, one of the guys from the uh, not the top twenty pod has predicted Sunderland for the playoffs, and I think it is a point we keep making on here. It's 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 one of those where, like you know, if you, if you don't think about it too deeply, you think, oh, we're just sort of hovering around the outside of the playoffs, and that's probably where we're likely to be. But it's hard to forget we played so long without any strikers and. It's impossible to think we we wouldn't have a good few points, more points on the board had had we had it. So you know, if you if you're looking at that and using that as your guide, I think they're going to be in the mix personally, depending on how January goes, because that's still a big question mark. We, we we could have the rug pulled from under our feet yet. Um, I, think, I think what Elner says is spot on in in about you know going into that like say the last game of the season and you know being like. You know, you might sneak in in six if some results go your way. I think we'll we will the way the nature of the league is, not only Sunderland, but there'll be eight, nine teams with three or four games to go still thinking they can get in the playoffs. It's gonna be tight because I think I think they're gonna be just vying for two spots personally, because I, I can't I can't see Borough and West Brom not, not making the playoffs now because they they've got two of the strongest squads in the division and they were just out of form due to them and they've both made managerial um changes. And they they seem to be playing to their true level now, but you never know. Yeah, I mean they are looking good, but what I'd say with them is, I mean the runs they've been on already to get where to to get back in contention. If they to keep it going, it's going to be a hell of a long run for both of them, isn't it? Basically, they've got the squads. They've got the squads, though, Jimmy. That's that's what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, like, yeah, at, I mean, at the start yeah, of the I mean, season, if you listed yeah. your top four squads, I'd probably argue to say that it would be Burnley, Sheffield, and. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And, um, and West Brom, arguably Watford as well. That, that They're certainly the clear top five mm-hmm. on paper anyway, aren't they? Terms of score. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the managerial changes for both them has been key, hasn't it? Because they both just seem like different teams since obviously Bruce and uh, what it were, Wilder have left for and yeah. uh, Maxwell respectively. But yeah, I think with us just to add to Wilder, I was saying I agree with um, the 
kind of if we hang in there, I think with us at the minute, the consistency is key in terms of like we're, you know, we you know each performance is positive. We're kind of playing in the same way. We've got our identity, and we kind of keep on rolling. Like with it being late goals or be it like Wigan, where we're just comfortably the better team. I think in the consistency and, and then leaders on the pitch like O nine. Um, it's really coming to his own recently and obviously Stuart leading from the front he's scored more goals than starts he's made since he's you know come back from his injury so he's obviously been key um, and I think the players are growing Try Hume's grown massively I think in recent weeks I think he looks like I'd say he's our number one right back now I don't think there's any reason to drop him shows what a run in the team can do doesn't it exactly he, he, he always looked like he had something about him but he was just yeah. quite a little maybe it's not how to see maybe not quite there but if you've only seen him for an hour here and there you know he's, he's come from a league that's miles away from this one mm-hmm. so it just shows he's, he's, he's needed that well. time hasn't he but he's mm-hmm. he, he's obviously and that, that's where it comes into Mowbray and his judge of you know, you know his, his record with young players and know when to use them, when not to. He's obviously identified that he is ready for more minutes now and he's getting them. Obviously, Gooch's injury was probably the spark to me that happened initially. But like I said, I don't see Gooch automatically getting his place back now for him. Um, and I think possibly you could say Bar or Mishu maybe coming into that category soon as well in terms of they keep putting in decent, especially Bar. I think he's been great in a lot of the games he's played in recently. He had that shopper against Cardiff earlier in the season, but... Um, such a young lad, he's, he's looking really good. Mishu's a bit behind him, but like I said before, he's not at the minute yet. Uh, Dan Neal doesn't look like a player who's only had two two full seasons as a professional, does he really? He's really looking good. I His think, improvement um, in form has been a really sort of yeah. slow but upwards trajectory this season, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't yeah. sure the first, I, th- I thought he struggled the first the first couple of months, but he's just... He's, he's grown into it, yeah. yeah. He's, 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 he's always had the technical ability, but I think he's... He's needed the mentality and he's needed to back himself. And I think he's finally doing that. And obviously, you know, he's got the, he knows the manager trusts him as well. So I think that's key because, again, with young players, you don't want to be worried about losing your place. If you have a bad performance, players need to have confidence to try things. Uh, Daniel's obviously done that quite a bit in recent games. And, and uh, yeah, I think the future is, is pretty bright. I think we've got to just keep the consistency. And obviously, January is going to be massive, as you mentioned before, because we can't um, afford to take our foot off the game. If we want to, you know, Make the most of the position we're in. We can't take off the pedal. It's really interesting that Mowbray has come out and said he wants a centre midfielder, which is what we've been seeing, seeing for ages. And it's yeah. uh, you know that's not trying to you know pat ourselves in the back as a, a lot of people would look at that situation and 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 say, but it's 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 interesting he's using the media to do that because he's almost suggesting, isn't he? Saying, I've got very little to do now with who comes in. However, I'm making this pretty clear." that we need another certain midfielder. And I think it, it, it's clear because with Mishu, he's got some decisions to make because he's not our player. So it's at what point, then it's cut the losses, the right phrase. Because at, at some point, are you going to say, well, there's only so much time. There's only so much we can do really to develop his game if he's not going to be here next well, season. Well, we can buy him in the summer, can't we? Yeah, five, that's what I mean. Five million, but... Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of money for somebody who's just like, oh, he's, he's, he's getting a little bit better. He's, you know, well, he's, not, he's not had any game time. I think with Mishu specifically, he what will be the judge of that is how is how much he's able to play. I think... When he does play, he generally looks okay if a bit inexperienced. But I think, as we've seen with other players, which just mentioned, Try Hume, Dan Neal, Barr, the more they play in general, the better they'll look. So with Mishu, it's, do you trust him now? Probably not. Do we need another centre-mid? Yes, because obviously Corey Evans has played a lot of games already this season. His injury record would suggest he's not going to play a full season without some kind of injury that's going to keep him out for a month or so. So I can definitely see why 
as we've said already, certainly made Mowbray a lot one as well. But that's not to say Mewji won't have a part to play as well, because there's a lot of games, and most clubs will have four centimetres to choose from, four or five centimetres to choose for two positions. I'd say that's pretty standard in the Championship, so we need another one. Well, we're going to have that as well. Is Chris Rigg now um, a genuine option for Sunderland? Still, you know, it makes you, it blows your mind if you sit and think about it too much that this kid's still at school, um, year 11. And he's now, you know, it's no small achievement to become a club as prestigious as Sunderland with a long, rich history he's that they have. Youngest to become ever, the youngest ever yeah. outfield player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's mad. It's I mean, brilliant. they've got a lot. It, it, it's, it's, I can understand why the club are doing it. They've got, by all accounts, they've got some convincing to do, having the to, to keep this kid here because um don't think it's a secret that, that he's from a Newcastle supporting family and they've been mm-hmm. sniffing around. Manchester United have been sniffing around. Um I don't think this Newcastle thing would be, you know, playing for Sunderland because Newcastle can't be that much of a factor because he wouldn't have signed in the first place. And mm-hmm. there must have been there must have been, if this kid's so good and he's playing for England at all these age groups, there must have been opportunities for him to, to leave and move on before now. So there's there a reason there's, there's a reason do, here. Do, I was just going to say, do, uh, do you think that our success with our recent, like, younger low knees is going to have kind of, not, I mean, not necessarily his age, but the way that we have been bringing on some young players from some big teams. I mean, you look at like what we did with Sims, what we, I guess Broadhead wasn't as young, but look at how well we did with Broadhead. You look at kind of um, what we've been able to do with Ahmad and how like the clubs really managed to bring him on as a player. And even what we're being able to now do with like the likes of Mishu and Barr. And then you look at, I'm now just going to name every player in our starting 11 but you look at the likes of like Neil who we bought through the Mm. academy we've obviously got a strong academy if I was him I would be looking at those players who were three four years older than me and thinking look at the progress they are making look at how they are being treated by the club and actually the playing time they're getting the trust the manager has in them I am far more likely to be able to build my career here than I am the likes of a club where, and I mean, Newcastle probably are now in, I'm not saying he'd go to Newcastle, but Newcastle probably are now in that sphere where they'd bring him in and then sell him for a lot and he wouldn't even necessarily have game time for them because they are able to do that. So And also with Newcastle, they... They don't have a pathway to their first yeah. team from their academy like we do. I'd say that, you know, and you're absolutely right there, Alan, in terms of that. That's exactly what I would think if I was me. Looking, like you said, the lads three, four years older than him. That's what they're trying to do, show them, the, yeah. show them there's a clear pathway, aren't there? And then they'll be looking to people like Alan's just said there, Dan Nails in the team, Anthony Patterson is another local lad who's now who's now first choice and, and gone from strength to strength. They're making it obvious what they're trying to do. It's not like, you know, there's no hidden design what they're doing here. Um, and you've just got to hope it works. And he's got some decision to make because you know he could now he could leave and go and play an under 18s and under 21s football for the next five seasons or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at someone like Hugo uh, Manchester United, for example, who we sold, he's nowhere near Man United's first team, you know. And he's not even he's, that, he's like 18, 19 now, isn't yeah, he? he'd be the yeah. same age as and, me, and, 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 and he's pro- probably 
you know, it's questionable whether he's, you know, whether they obviously don't see him as good enough to loan out yet either, or perhaps he would have gone. I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't really, you know, keep an eye on that that closely. But that's another example of a player who we brought through here as well. Greenwood's starting to play for Leeds now. I was going to say, the, Le- the, Le- the, if you if you were him, if you were his family and you were looking for a club in, in the top flight who might give him a go, it would be Le- it would be you'd be saying try and get him to go to Leeds, wouldn't you? They, well, they, yeah. uh, I mean, they, the point they, was just like you know, Greenwood and Hugo. I was no, but I'm just were, saying, had they been sold cheaply, they will be in our first team. But, now, Le- but yeah. Leeds, absolutely, Leeds absolutely do get the get players who are good enough, regardless of age, into that into that squad. I mean, that, that's well, funny, what they've done for you years. With Hugo, so. with Hugo specifically, obviously from Man United, I'd say he's probably about the same age as Ahmad, isn't he? And we've got Ahmad back on loan. So, I mean, what does that say about what you know? Like you say, what he could be doing for us if he'd stayed in the first place, Eagle, because similar position, similar age. Obviously, we we now a, a club who are looked at as to be trusted with young players like like from the same club that Eagles at Man United, obviously with Ahmad. So yeah, I, I agree. I think it's uh, it's interesting to 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 see how Cause it progresses. Yeah, because he's still you know. He's, he's massive craving for him potentially, and he doesn't have to stay for life. But hopefully, they are showing him that this is a good place to, to. It's to, very to rare. It's very rare in modern football where a player of that age debuts at that age and doesn't when he's fifteen <laughs> and doesn't go and doesn't go on mm-hmm. to have a very very good career. James Vaughan excluded at a high level. <laughs> well, that that's not of that era. Is that was twenty years ago? <laughs> still, were you still sixteen when he scored in the Premier League? <laughs> no, but I'm saying if they, like now, I'm saying it's yeah. you know it's it's very different, and I think um, look at like Rashford at Man United was it's, it's hard. He wasn't fifteen, but he was. That. It's harder. Well, it's harder. You know, it's harder to get into teams as a young player now because you can just go and buy. You can just go and the, buy somebody. The, so the, the obvious example definitely. here, of course, is Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Because not only did he start playing for Birmingham at 16, he was guided through by people who are now at, at Sunderland. Yeah. You do wonder, don't you, if they're gonna if they're gonna try and you know pull out all the stops and get Jude on a video call or something and say like, oh, you know, this is your. Would would you not be trying stuff like that? I'd be trying everything, me. Yeah, you know, well, I wouldn't imagine that. Yeah. Like, would he, he, he be left, able to? Yeah, but he was he'd been playing the first team for a year and a half. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. He had like forty appearances for Birmingham before he left. Yeah, tomorrow, he you know? could be saying, look, they, these guys are getting the first team. They know what they're doing. Don't be in a rush. They just, I, I guess, the race is on to get him. To keep him here when he's sixteen and he can sign a pro contract, I think, isn't it? That must be the yeah. yeah. That must be the crack. So like half a year or whatever to do with that, or a third of a year. Gareth, can I ask? Would you say that um, Bali Mumba would be an exception to your thing there, or would you still say that he's on an upward? We sold him too easily, didn't we? Yeah, we yeah, we we did, but I'm just saying. How old was he? Sixteen when he made he was his sixteen, yeah, debut for us. You played. And he's now a playing at Plymouth. He's been, yeah. They're doing very well at Plymouth, to be fair. He's looking alone from Norwich. Yeah, yeah. So. The Plymouth fans love him. He's playing out of his skin. Maybe a bit different in you know League One, League Two. I'm talking about Championship, yeah. Premier yeah, League. Yeah, but Rick's played. They've played against a League One team. It's not like they've no, no. But he's, he's playing Brown. for a Championship side, though. Um, mm. Is my point, and um, the fact that he's got his opportunity tell, tells you everything you need to know. I think Mum, like okay, I agree on Mumba, and think. You kind of look at it and go, if Mumba was coming through now, yeah, would would his would his story at Sunderland be different? Um, I think it probably would because again, yeah, he, he looks he looks if like it was, a, if it wasn't for the previous ownership, we could arguably now 
have Barley Mumber in our team, we could have Greenwood in our team, and we would have Hugel on the, on the fringes, and then we would have like potentially six or seven academy players in the first team, which is yeah. quite impressive but depressing as well yeah. if you think about but it. But it also is a testament to the academy that, that we've gone through losing those players, but we've now got the next generation who are coming through. So Rig, Patterson, Neil, oh, I know they're not the same, you know what I mean? They're players who, who, have, who haven't been subject to the acts of the <coughs> previous ownership. So, um... Well, you're, you're right, Jimmy, because if you think about it, 18 months, two years ago, Neil wasn't... He had a few games in the, um, in the league, Football League Trophy yeah. and stuff like that, but he wasn't in the, he wasn't in the team. And then he only, got, he only really got in um, at the start of the... Last season. The start when of the, the no last season in League 1. He yeah. played left-back, didn't he, on his he debut? He started left-back against Wigan, so... It, it it's you know it it's a bit you'd you'd have to see it's definitely a case where you look at someone like him and think surely they can there's enough evidence there like you've all highlighted to say we'll stay here then and you can you can develop but we know that in in football modern football again the name on the the, the name of a club or the it's money the money it? they're the money they're offering yeah. primarily and I like I kind of think as well with him. Is is there something a little? Do you think it's a little bit? I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle just try to buy him for loads of money. Yeah. Um. Just to just to prove a point. But even yeah. if they do, we like, we can buy. Him, we can have money, him. So, it's like a, it yeah. would be a statement for them to take him from Sunderland. It would be like I think. Do you know what I mean? It would be like yeah. I don't mean a statement in that. But- they, they say they're like basically putting us in our place and saying, look what we can do. We can just take all of your talent and we can just have it off you. And like, Which I, I believe, be I believe their fans would do, but do do you think their owners care well, that much? Well, like, I mean, about, do you think they care realist- that much? I mean, they do well, put no, the, 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 happy, anniver- happy anniversary messages on the scoreboard and that. <laughs> you know but what I mean? Like, do they care that much? They're absolutely desperate to be liked. They're like, but absolutely. That's, well, yeah, but that's not coming from the top, is it? That's not yeah. like they're like yeah. the, the guy of who's course. doing all the recruitment. Yeah, going, of oh, well, get that happy anniversary message up there today. Yeah. Not, an, not, I, not, not a set of owners you'd wish to anger. I wouldn't have thought. My, my opinion on that is, no, that, no. I, I think, like, you know what? If that happens, and if they're that desperate to be liked, and they want to waste loads of money on that, then then we'll just say, you know what? We'll have the money. We'd rather have the player, but we're you know we're not going to turn down. We're not going to turn down this. We'll put it towards Ross Stewart's contract. It's not. It's not going to make them look. You know, they might win this. You know, the weird sort of ideological tit for tat that seems to go on between rival clubs. They can win that for a bit by buying him, but I mean, ultimately, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter to us, does it? He's not an integral part of our squad. So I hope we do. We don't stand to them, but I'm not going to like. There's a reason he's not there already, is what I'm exactly. saying. Exactly, yeah, 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 that's what I think as well. Like, you know, he, he, he supports them, he must have had opportunity. You know, when your kids move about from academies just because they get sick at one place, where they, you know, the move between Sunderland, Middlesbrough and Newcastle, I've witnessed this before with, you know, kids the, with my mate's them. kids and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and then that's not uncommon to get to 15. There must be a reason why he's still here in that pathway. Looks like it could be it. So it's really impressive. I would have loved to have been of like flying the wall in their house on Saturday night. Just absolutely mental. It must have been so <laughs> surreal. He's just walking in and they're just like, you know, 
sitting around were the telly watching whatever they're watching. Was well, he watching them getting knocked out? There was definitely people. There was definitely people he knew there who he went to see at the end of the game. I think there might have been family friends from what yeah. I was reading who, who yeah, who probably went a bit undercover in terms of who there was a partner on the day. <laughs> um, but you know what? That's fine. We, we there's no issue. It was actually his family over I mean, in the Shrewsbury home end with the I mean, mic tops still, on. Still, <laughs> still, <laughs> still. That was his dad. <laughs> his dad had the Wonga.com top on. It was his brother with the scarf waving yeah. at us. Imagine if I come out, that's what it was. Um, oh, God. Yeah. But, you know, it's not an issue. I mean, you know, I, I don't even know who Anthony Patterson's supposed to be honest. Isn't he from North Shields? It's quite yeah, possible. He's from, he's from, I thought he was from South Shields. North Shields, I think. Mm. So it's I quite think there's possible, a high chance you know, he'll be from a, at least quite, a mixed, if not a new yeah. Pattinson. And, you know, you know Dan Neal as well, would isn't break it? if Patterson was Dan Neal's from Hebben, which is normally Newcastle. Yeah. It is, um, oh, was he, he, is a son on, he is a son and fan. Um, Honeyman was, is from Pudder. Yeah, so he could he probably has. But he yeah. was a, he was a Sunderland fan, wasn't he? Like he, he said, Neil was as well. Yeah, I'm sure he, he said. Well, was that picture Neil and Greenwood at the time? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Couple of Cup fan. That's where I mean, he's, yeah. <clears throat> Neil, Neil's from Hebben, which is primarily uh, Newcastle. That's where Riggs from as well. Actually, the ball from Hebben. Well, what, what I meant more with Neil's, I know he's a Sunderland fan, but I was thinking maybe some of his family might be Mags. Same with Rick. Yeah. Riggs family. Yeah, probably doesn't family. really matter, does it? You know, I mean, no. Steve Howie. Steve Howie's a huge Sunderland fan, and he's a. He's a Newcastle legend. Chris Waddle was a Sunderland well, fan and went and played for Newcastle. He, I don't think he purports to be a Sunderland fan anymore, does he? He is. See, he? he is. He is. Chris Waddle can't he make his mind about, up. He might not shout about it on Tall Sport. Chris, Chris Waddle can't, can't, make his, can't make his mind up about who he supports, can he? He's, like got, a he's got a different story. He's like, oh, I used to stand in the pool and I used to stand in the, <laughs> on the Gallagher or whatever. He, he might have won a ball, though. He's painfully It's painfully biased commentary of the mags on um, oh, Live so Live on, Sat- on Saturday night, honestly, was just awful. Like, but Chris Waddle's like, still doing commentary. Yeah, he was on the pitch pre-game. I saw on the on the on the was it BBC coverage. He was, yeah. You know when they get you know when they stand on the pitch and do the little thing. And I was like, because obviously he was a Wednesday player as well, wasn't he? So yeah, that's why they had just, him on. He was giving him the whole the whole sort of sanctimonious. I love both of these great clubs. Blah <laughs> blah blah. Boring rubbish. Yeah, that he normally does. <laughs> I love comment commentary blast from the past. I was watching something uh, an FA Cup show the other day, and it was like Steve Claridge was on it. I was like. Wow. Legend. Where have you been? Like, after the Football League show ended. I remember, do you remember that documentary of Steve Claridge where he went to be Weymouth player manager? It was on, like, TV in, like, the mid Oh, no. I just, it's a great, you know, well, man, whenever someone says Steve Claridge, I always think of that programme first. Didn't he get, the, did, the weirdest programme ever. Wasn't he player manager somewhere and got sacked after 31 days? Or Portsmouth, quit? maybe. Was it Portsmouth? Yeah, I think it was. I think he took the Weymouth job after the Portsmouth. Oh, wow. Because he obviously, he, he, well, obviously they're near, aren't they? And he was because I remember there was, there was just a video of him. Sorry, not being part of the program. Was him just like stood in his kit, just eating this, eating this mat like this food out of a bowl in the changing room. He was bugging this like ridiculous team talk, and I was like, just what? What's going on with, with Steve Claridge? But, yeah. Well, I never thought. I never thought we'd end the podcast talking about Steve Claridge and uh, being yeah, a Weymouth break and stuff. No, so. no, nah, nah, that's fine. He'll just not doing breaks. No. We'll all be in. Well, you know, if we've got a clear, if we've got a clear section of split, like if it was a, a, a another midweek match to, um, uh, to preview, when maybe we've done it. But um, no, good chat. Uh, Chris Riggs starting and all for the under twenty ones, isn't he tonight as well? So. Um, you know, hopefully he doesn't get serious injury or something because that will be our look. Um, right. Okay. Well, um, the lads will be back 
later in the week to look ahead to the Swan. It is Swansea, isn't it? The weekend. Yeah, Swansea. Oh, yeah. yeah, Swansea um, at home. To look ahead of the Swansea game. Um, that'll be nice to to beat them. We've we they are quite a hard game yesterday against Bristol City, I think. So maybe that might have. Yeah, very up and down Swansea, aren't they? Very hard, very hard team to judge. So the lads will be back. Um, the lads will be here to uh, look at that game later in the week. And as also, always, I was going to but, say, Stephen, remember, sorry, to uh, head over to the website as well, wisemensay.co.uk, for all of the lovely written work um, that uh, the people involved are doing. Um, there's some always match previews, stuff like that on there. Um, there's a good long, longish read today from Graham. Uh, which Stuart, is on uh, Stuart Harvey, isn't it? On Stuart Harvey, yeah, which is quite good. So, yeah, read that. And there you go. Yep, mm-hmm. make sure you read that. And as always, thanks for listening. Yeah.